Hello, my name is Kate Ginjong and you're listening to the Remarkableness Podcast. Today I'm with the very remarkable and equally inspiring Heather Porter. Heather is an experienced adventurer who has hiked, kayaked and biked in Australia, New Zealand and the United States. Leaving her job and home in Sydney for six months, Heather hiked the Pacific Crest Trail from Mexico to Canada earlier this year, covering 4,265 kilometres in 177 days. Having never hiked for longer than five days, the opportunity to hike the Pacific Crest Trail in America for six months excited Heather as she learnt the skills and built the strength to become a successful thru-hiker, an extraordinary achievement. Heather, thank you so much for agreeing to this interview. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> I've given um, our audience a little bit of an intro um, to, you know, to what you've been doing in the last year or so. But just to start off with, how did it all sort of start? Just growing up, have you always been adventurous and had an, you know, an explorer sort of um, spirit? Yes, definitely. So I grew up in Scouts um, from when I was 12. So the best part of my life learning has been spent outdoors. Mm. Um, And then also with my family, we've always, um, you know, car traveled and camped and and all of that. So I've definitely just been brought up in a world where it's so normal to be in a tent. Oh, how wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And you've got a twin sister as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Does she have a similar sort of spirit as well? No, we're actually, um, I think we took a trait each and I got the adventurous spirit. So, so tell us a little bit about the lead up to your trek, to the massive trek that you did, and really, I suppose, help us understand why you decided to do something like that. <laughs> um, well, to start off with, I'm extremely ambitious. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I found um, I came to a point in my life where um, I was extremely stressed at work mm-hmm. um, and feeling quite bored in leisure. So um, I decided it was time to do something big, mm-hmm. try and take a gap year and, and mix it up. And I was looking at traveling the West Coast of the US. Right. Um, and so instead I decided, um, once I found the Pacific Crest Trail, um, mm-hmm. known also as the PCT, um, but that that was the way I wanted to do it. I decided mm. that I was going to walk from Mexico to Canada wow. um, and see all the little stops on the way that the trail had to offer. Extraordinary. I mean, to me, just just the sand, Mexico to Canada, it sounds so daunting. <laughs> it's a massively long way. Yeah, and, uh, it's yeah, huge. Yeah. So it was um, 4,265 kilometres. Right. Um, and to put that into perspective for you, um, it's a little bit longer, actually, than Sydney to Perth. So, right. okay. yeah, long mm. way. Mm. <laughs> and were you very fit yeah I mean I was mm. I lived quite an active lifestyle I was always um, I just came off um, two years of adventure racing which is similar to triathloning but right. um, mountain biking trail running and kayaking okay. um, so yeah I was always really active and that's mm. that's all you need to, mm. to go on a big hike because you get really fit as you go it's called um, trail fitness mm-hmm. um, and yeah I mean you obviously you're carrying your pack um, and you're walking all day, so you can imagine how quickly you just get stronger and, and better at it. And so what did you, I mean, with your pack, what what is in your pack, actually? Everything. So um, I camped the whole way, so mm-hmm. um, what's called your big three is your tent, mm-hmm. your mat, your sleeping bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously you carry your food, your pot, um, very few clothes. We actually mm-hmm. just stayed in the same outfit the whole time. Um, so it took me six months, almost six months to finish the trail, 177 days. Right. Um, and that was all done in the one outfit. And then you had wow, a, really? a set of thermals, yeah. And then a set <laughs> okay. of like wet weather gear, really. 
Um, and that's it. It was extremely limited. I had three pairs of socks, three pairs of undies, um, and you just wash, you just wash in streams as you yes, go exactly. and hang it yeah. on the pack to dry. Yeah. And, did you yeah. bring it back or did you bid, did you bid it? <laughs> <laughs> I've become quite attached, actually, to the, the few things I had, so it's all with me still, yeah. <laughs> and you went on your own. Yeah, and you just and that was it. Was that that was a conscious decision, or, or uh, you asked people and they didn't want to do it? They thought you were mad. It was definitely a conscious decision <laughs> yeah. to do this on my own. I was actually mm. really terrified to spend that long on my own, mm. um, which made me realise how much I needed to do it to overcome that. Right. Um, mm. My biggest fear out there, because everyone always said either A, aren't you scared, or B, you're so brave. Mm. Um, and bravery wasn't it at all. I was I was just so curious, and I was, you know, seeking a big adventure, so that's mm. why I went. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I thought I would be so lonely, and I knew that that was going to be a challenge, but I thought if I can do that on my own, mm. I can do anything after that. So, yeah, yes. so I went over there expecting to be just completely isolated, um, knowing that I'd been cut off from internet and my, all my friends and family back home, and I am a very social person. Um, but what I ended up finding was a whole community of like-minded people. Mm. You know, everyone out there is there to hike, and I think the type of person that the trail attracts is the type of person that I definitely enjoy being around. Sure. Um, so yes. I actually didn't experience being lonely, I think, much at all. Um, instead, I just made friends who I would consider friends for life, um, and and I'm extremely grateful for that. So, yeah. Yeah. and from all over the world, all around yeah. the world, yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Um, and there are quite a few Americans, obviously. Mm. Um, but at one point, we ended up hiring a car and going for a side trip for for two weeks, just as we waited out some weather. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found myself in the car with a Swedish girl. Um, a guy from South Korea, a guy from Israel, and then wow. myself and Australian. So I thought, yeah, wow, you can't sense. plan experiences no. like that, no. just to hire a car and go and see the Grand Canyon and all mm. the great national parks. Mm. We're such a multicultural crowd. It was just, yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. Expe- I didn't expect it to be a multicultural experience at all, but mm. it, it absolutely was. Mm. Yeah. And we were just talking a little bit before, you were saying that um, you tended to hike on your own often during the day and then meet up with others to camp at night. So that, I mean, it, it is, whilst you say, weren't lonely particularly it's an awful lot of time to be in your own head was it (laughs) did you do an awful lot of thinking were you able to be present and just look at look at I mean obviously there must have been some amazing views and and that sort of thing but how much of the time were you yes in your head (laughs) I think it's safe to say there's no corner of my brain that's gone unexplored (laughs) um yeah no it was amazing I think I got a really good balance of everything I can't say I ever truly felt bored because Mm. there's always something to look at it's an extremely scenic trail and the terrain changes drastically so you go through um southern California is desert and then Mm. northern California is um the Sierra Nevada which is a mountain range that we did in the snow um, and then mm. from from there on, it's a mix of you know woodland and mm. another small desert, and it just changes every day. And then we finish in the Northern Cascades in Washington, which was incredibly scenic. It mm. was probably my highlight, actually. Was so, it? Nice yeah, I mean, it was mm. just really, really beautiful. So there's always something to look at, but then you have so much time to yourself. So, like you said, I was hiking all day through. Um, um, on my own and then I'd meet um, these people that were, became my trail family mm. um, and I'd, we'd be camping together um, mm. so it was just really good that you always had someone to talk to at camp and at the end of the day mm. um, but I still got that that solitude that I was after I still got mm. that personal development of learning to do things for my own and there were some nights that I did camp on my own as well um, and 
luckily for me, it was actually further on in the trail. So I think most people, the thought of camping alone somewhere is actually quite intimidating. Yeah. It definitely was for me before I started the trail. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I got to, to grow a lot of my experience with people mm. um, and then, you know, take it the next step and start camping on your own and, and all of that as well. Mm. So it's definitely um, an environment that, that fosters that. So you can, yeah, learn to do all of that on your own and, well, with people and then on your own. Um, because it's not like you start the trail. And I think a lot of people, that's what holds them back. They think they need to be able to do everything on their own before they go. Um, But knowing that you're out there and there's a good chance you will, it's actually unlikely at the start that you'll have to. So, yeah, yeah, don't let that hold you back. (laughs) And it must have been a very, I mean, quite intense in a way. If you're you're going through challenges and you're meeting up with people at night, then you're actually going to be talking about things much faster than you would if you if you sort of if you were meeting on a casual basis because I imagine you get you you must get to know each other pretty well pretty, big time. pretty pretty quickly big time mm-hmm. yeah so you say good night every night you mm-hmm. say good morning every morning yeah. and it's yeah it's an extremely fast way and I think yeah. life on the trail is so different to to life back home or in civilization you know there's there's no outward media coming in or anything mm. like that it's just there's no like I guess you've got the weather to talk about. But apart from that, there's no current news no. Um, ever to talk about. It's, you know, our upcoming town or it's tell me about yourself. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. The, cop- the often the topics of conversation is, you know, what brought you to the trail? What do you want after the trail and yeah. and all yeah. of that? So it just it fosters all of that growth. Exactly. Mm. And did you struggle with not having internet, Facebook, you know, those sorts of things at all? Did you did you miss it or was it actually a massive relief in some ways? It was a huge relief. Was yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> huge relief. That's a lesson in itself. I mean just so our audience know you're you're twenty six, so mm. you are you know, you're at the sort of time when actually most twenty six year olds are on, you know, some kind of social media a lot yeah, of the time. Yeah, and mm. I absolutely I absolutely love social media. Um, and I was blogging along the way on my blog as well. Um, so I kept that up to date as best I could up until um, probably the last month and a half because our, our days started getting quite big. Um, but it was it was really nice to go sort of a week on trail just writing and, and hiking, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I'd get into town and there'd be Wi-Fi, I'd be able to um, quickly upload um, a blog post with some photos. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was amazing being able to get away from all of that because I, I do, even now since being back home, um, I feel that pull and it's that big distraction to just spend all that time on your phone and looking at screens and things like that, um, which I, I do genuinely enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it, it just it's it's such a time suck and, and you get yeah. caught up in that world instead of being outside and, and enjoying it. So I absolutely adored being able to have technology out there mm-hmm. that I could use. So obviously my phone, um, I was doing all my writing on that. Um, it was my camera, I was taking my photos mm-hmm. um, and it was also our GPS. So, I mean, living in such a modern world, it definitely makes things like hiking the trail much sure. easier because there's maps online and things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I absolutely just, to be removed from all of the, the social influences mm-hmm. um, as well, just I've never felt so much more myself mm-hmm. um, and it's never so much more confident um and just with zero expectation you know you wake up and you hike and you you are with people who are in the same situation with you um and you go to bed content you know it was just having that chance to get away from Mm. any expectations i didn't realize how much you know instagram affected what i want what clothes i want to be wearing and whether i want to be wearing makeup or not you know i didn't shave my legs for four months and nobody cared and it was just it's, amazing it's a big lesson isn't that. it and it really it i mean it also means that you're during that time really 
living your own life as opposed to other people's or getting involved with other people's in a way which isn't necessarily healthy, actually, from a mental point of view anyway. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think, that's a, I think that's a real lesson. Yeah. And something that would be so good for all of us to do at some point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I absolutely encourage mm. it. It was, mm. yeah, just life-changing just in that sense of um, I could be myself and people liked me. <laughs> I still made mm. friends out there. And um, I think that's a big takeaway from when, once I've come home now. Mm. It's just commit to being your authentic self yeah. because that is yeah. so much more attractive mm. than being like everyone else. Mm. And you've had the chance, because we hear that expression, I think, quite a lot, but you've actually had the chance to experience that and really understand what it is, actually. Yeah. Whereas yeah. For, for people who perhaps haven't, you know, got away, they've always been surrounded by mm. others and, and outside stimulus and all the rest of it, it's sometimes difficult to really know what that is because you know who you are inside and out. Yeah, yeah, I think the biggest mm. thing, um, like I mentioned, just wearing the same outfit mm. <laughs> for six mm. months, mm. Um, that is such a big way of people express themselves mm. and even hide behind. Mm. Um, so mm. just being able to say, okay, this is me, this is what I'm wearing, mm. uh, now how else do I be interesting? Yeah. You know, so that was just, it was really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and when it, once my shirt did actually wear out and I had to replace it, I realised how attached I'd become and I had to buy mm. one that looked as close as possible. Oh, did you? <laughs> That's funny. Now, you must have had some highs and lows. Um, Mm. Did you have a really, I mean, was the one specific low, low point or or just, and did you, I mean, I imagine a situation like that where you just had to get on with it anyway, but um, what were were some of the real challenges you faced? Um, The biggest one, I had one very big low, um, and that was about 3,000 kilometres into the trail. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had 1,200 kilometres to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was at a point where I was actually sick mm-hmm. um, for probably about a week. Um, it was a very unattractive part of the trail. Um, mm-hmm. It was in Oregon, um, and all that section of trail had actually burnt the year prior. So we were just oh, in, burnt out. There was no life, no greenery, um, and, and pine forest really doesn't recover from... Um, from burns like Australian bushland does. So nothing changes. The soil is still black. So Um, ash everywhere as well. Ash everywhere. It's mm. dirty. It's unattractive. Mm. There's Mm. no shade. Mm. Um, And it was hot and uphill. Um, I had a friend that came and visited me, um, and they just left. So I was homesick. I was missing Mm. events at home. Yes. Um, So, yeah, all of that combined just made for a very big low. Being sick, um, but also hitting a milestone. I guess it was exciting, but really made me reflect on everything that got me there and just the fact that we've walked that far and I still had blisters and chafing from my pack and I had muscle aches and cramps regularly and and all of that and it kind of just made you think like okay wow I'm amazing but at the same time is this worth it and then Mm. I came to the point where it absolutely still was and I still kept walking and I think that happens in life as well you can't expect a a smooth happy six months Um, mm. But it never made me actually doubt if I was going to finish or anything. And I, I think a lot of it was um, I was there to be challenged. Mm. Um, mm. And that was something I had to keep telling myself is like, this is exactly why you're here. <laughs> you know, you wanted to experience mm. being uncomfortable and, and not enjoying um, the physical aspect of it and pushing through and then learning what you're capable of doing. And yeah. I mean, at the end of the day to ride that out and then conquer mm-hmm. um, is incredible. And I think that's the biggest 
learning you can yeah, do from an experience yeah. like that, which mm. I think is what's so attractive about doing such a, a through hike. Mm. Yeah. So you never felt like giving up at any point? No, no. no. I am very goal-driven. Yeah. <laughs> very determined. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to walk no. a halfway and then be no. like, oh, no, I didn't quite make it to Canada. No. That was no. always... And I've actually the second biggest goal... Um, so we had a lot of weather issues. Um, the Sierras, we, we entered early, um, two weeks, two, three weeks earlier than what they recommend. So we had a lot of snow and actually had about five days of... Um, whiteout storms oh, so gosh. yeah walking through them walking or did you through have to them, camping out? on the snow mm-hmm. um yeah you can't stop there's nowhere to stop mm-hmm. there's no shelter so you just mm-hmm. keep walking so it was definitely the biggest challenge um i've never experienced such extreme conditions before mm-hmm. um and i ex- i yeah i refer to that really as survival mode mm-hmm. um that whole that whole leg and it was just eat, walk, sleep. It was constant mantras in my head saying, you can do this, just keep walking. You know, yeah. all additional functions were shut off. There was no taking photos. There was no conversation. There was, right. you know, do what you need to survive through the day. And were you always it. with, so, sorry to interrupt, were you always with somebody during those days? Though? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. parts of the trail like that are known for being quite challenging and mm, dangerous. Right. Um, okay. River crossings um, through snowmelt, particularly dangerous. Mm. Um, and last year, two people actually died. Um, oh, I'm doing that. So we made a conscious effort to um, to form a team. I think it was six of us all up that went in and stayed together through all of that. Right. Um, and we did hike together through the day as well mm. because it's just safety and numbers and it's so isolated out there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely hard. Um, and then towards the end as well, um, I was on quite a push to finish mm. um, on time, both for my visa, uh, my visa and getting back home for family. Um, and... Yeah, the days got quite big. So um, towards the end, I was hiking 50 kilometres back-to-back wow. days. So, I mean, that was huge. And while we were extremely trail fit, um, it is still hard. Mm-hmm. And you're still hiking 12, 14 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's worth it because, you know, you're in a beautiful place and and you know you're about to finish. And at that point, when you're about a month out, you just want it to be done. Yeah. It's a long yeah, time sure. to be out there. Mm. And it's exciting. By that point, I had reached... Um, a point where I knew what I wanted out of my life when I got home. So I was really excited to get home and start that. I was mm. sad to be leaving the trail, but really excited for the next phase. That's good. Um, yeah. 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 So that was a real highlight. And then we had fire closures. So there was a lot of wildfires happening at the same time. So mm. at points where we were smoked out um, and then other points, the, tr- the trail was either on fire or surrounding fires were too close for comfort. Um, so you end up either doing a detour or skipping the section. Right. So for the most part, we did detours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were told that the trail itself at the end was um, on fire and we couldn't finish. Oh, no. Yeah. And so at that point, we'd been hiking for five months. Yeah. So we were two weeks away from finishing. Um, and it was just devastating. I remember the, the first few days, and there's no service out there, so you can't get updates. It's just like, okay, well, we'll hike to the next town and mm. wait it out and see what happens, mm. you know? Um, but I remember that leg after we found out, it was so depressing, and mm. I cried a lot. <laughs> I was just trying to tell myself, you know, you just walked 4,000 kilometers, it's mm. okay yeah. to not finish. And mm. that was just such a hard, you know, pill to swallow. It was just, mm. you know, but that was the plan. There was this big goal, we'd walk to Canada, um, but we just kept walking and then I was trying to figure out why am I still walking if I know I can't finish? Mm. You know, do I just want to get as close as I can? Do I want to try and find an alternate route and mm. say, tip, I got to the border? Yeah. And I'm like, well, what does that achieve? You know, it's, mm. you know, so it was just, it really 
plays mind games with you, yeah, especially no, when you sure. have that long in your own to be thinking about it. And then I was like, well, what do I value? Is it the people that I'm with? And that, you know, spending the time with them currently that I'm enjoying, is that why I'm still here? Um, you know, so it was, that was quite a mind game. Um, yes. And then actually we ended up getting to the very last town. We're a few days from finishing. We'd found an alternate route. It was mm-hmm. extremely complicated. Um, we had to book, you know, hitchhike, book water taxis and get extra permits and things like that. And then we're about an hour from leaving this last town, which had no phone service. It was accessed by boat only except or on foot, which we did. Um, And yeah. And a park ranger came up to us and said, Oh, are you guys PCT hikers? And Mm -hmm. we were like, yes. And she said, I've got amazing news. The trail just opened up. up Um, You can get to the border. And it was Mm. honestly, um, in the end, it was a big relief and we were absolutely thrilled and we had to do a detour around the fire still, but we can get to the end. Mm-hmm. But immediately my rush was not another change. I can't <laughs> handle this. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, I'm standing there on a pay phone trying yeah. to call up and cancel Greyhound tickets and water taxi tickets and things like that. Yeah. So it was just like, oh, this is great, but such a pain. So mm. it was just really interesting. Mm. You know, you, you have a plan and you really have to be willing to be flexible with yeah. it because you never know what's going to happen no, out there. No. I was going to ask this maybe a sort of rather trite question, but things like food, did you have things that were real treats on the, you know, that you sort of saved, <laughs> saved for, you know, for a special occasion? Um, or how, well, did you do, how did you get hold of all your food and what were you eating? Um, a Snickers a day is a highlight. Okay. <laughs> Um, it's very interesting. So diet in particular was completely different to anything at home. It's really, really high calorie um, because we're obviously you need fuel. You need to, mm. to fuel yourself so much. Mm. Um, I lived, it's not very healthy, by the way, but I mm. just um, predominantly I lived off mashed potato and noodles and wraps and right, oats. Okay. Um, so mm. it's quite bland, mm. um, but it lasts out there. Um and yeah, honestly, nothing made me happier than mash. I absolutely yeah. loved it over there. <laughs> um, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't look at another cliff bar for a while. Right. Um, but yeah, and then you, I ended up with a really big sweet tooth out there as well. Mm. So town days were always really exciting because you, I had a burger, an orange, and a can of coke in every okay. town that I went to, and that was always a highlight as well. Mm. Um, but no, food is fuel. Um, mm. So you just eat what you need to eat out mm. there. Um, and that's the trade-off for, mm. for living such an extreme and, circumstance. As well as taking quite a lot of painkillers, I gather, as oh, well, from a lot. reading, from reading yeah, blocks. Yeah. And particularly for, um, in that low point in Oregon, um, the 3,000-kilometer mark, um, yeah, I was taking a lot of painkillers. I just had aches and pains everywhere, and that never stopped um, either. And it probably took me about a month once I finished hiking right. um, for all of that to settle. Okay. I expected to come home fit and yeah. agile and limber and, yeah. and, you know, totally on top of the world and yes. able to do anything, but I was honestly just holding onto furniture to walk. I was oh. in so much pain. Mm. I was so fatigued. Mm. Um, definitely, it's it's a big push on your body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, I guess, um, I wasn't expecting that, but mm. it's a reality, and it was definitely myself and everyone else. Mm. so yeah mm. something to expect when you amazing. go through hiking don't plan anything no. <laughs> for the next month no. <laughs> well you look amazing now thank so. you <laughs> now you talked a little bit i was intrigued about um trail angels mm. um, can you explain explain what they are um mm. well they are one of the highlights of the trail for sure so trail angels um are people who who just want to help 
um, essentially they volunteer um, and they either leave trail magic, which is um, food, so cans of Coke um, or things like that out on the trail or junctions where you cross highways. Mm -hmm. Um, Or there are people in town who um, we do a lot of hitchhiking um, to get in and out of towns. Mm. Um, And... Yeah, often they'll be the people who pick up the hitchhikers um, and then they'll even go the next step and they'll say, come to my house, mm, have a hot shower, I'm going to cook you mm. a fresh meal. Mm. Um, and it's just amazing. And I think you hear about it, but you never expect that that's going to happen to you. And, and something that I didn't think happening, with, um, particularly in the US, but the biggest takeaway for me was um, human kindness mm. exists. And I think that, that was just like my faith in humanity has been restored after the trail, you know, mm. and it was consistent the whole way up the country. Mm. Um, it was just, yeah, people are nice. People mm. care. And mm. it's just such a comforting thing to learn out yeah. there. Yeah. Well, I, in fact, I remember you in one of the blogs, you were saying that somebody even provided some antibiotics for you at a point where you really thought you were going to have to hike back 15 yeah. miles or yeah, something in order yeah. to get to And that's when yeah. I was sick. And mm. um, there's another saying that the trail provides, mm. um, and that's, you know, karma, that's just, you know, the way it happens. Mm. But generally, if you really need something, you find a way. Find it, yeah, yes, and exactly. I got extremely lucky, and mm. that was actually out of the kindness of another hiker. Right, um, okay. They just happened to mm. be carrying the antibiotics that I needed. Uh-huh. Um, and I was taken extremely well care of. <laughs> yeah, no, well, that's amazing. Mm. And so, whether I'm just going to ask also, were there any really, really funny moments that stick out? I mean, did you actually end up just, you know, collapsing in a pile with all your, you know, the people you were travelling with? Because there must have been some very humorous, as well as the downs. So. I laughed my way up did the you? PCT, absolutely. <laughs> so you get trail names out there. You don't right. get called by your your real yes, name. I read that. Yes, um, I was going so, to that up because <laughs> I was going to ask, why is that? Um, <laughs> I think it's just a chance to get away from your life back home. Mm. Um, it's much easier to remember people's names, mm. obviously. Obviously, there's a lot of internationals, so some really um, unusual names as well for yeah, us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and often it comes from something silly. Mm. <laughs> so my trail name was River, right. um, and River. that is because I was just so bad at river crossings. <laughs> <laughs> I always ended up with wet feet, and oh, everyone right, thought okay. it was so entertaining, right. so I got River. Um, so yeah, absolutely, you silly the whole way mm. up there, and mm. it's and it's just great. It was honestly the happiest I've ever been yeah. out there, and whether it was in the company of people, whether it was laughing at myself, mm. um, or just taking those moments in nature to, you know, a sunrise, a sunset, mm. an amazing view, watching an animal that you've never like an animal that doesn't exist Mm. in Australia. Do you know what I mean? It was just full of moments. And you have to be present, don't you? I think, I mean, that's a lot. I've been... a big thing at the moment that you know a lot of people are talking about being present and I've, I've often talked about Eckhart Tolle on this on this podcast and um, that's all about living in the now um, and again I think it's you have to in a situation like that so I mean you obviously would therefore recommend that as many people as possible do something or find a way to absolutely. do something like this yeah yeah absolutely um, um, I've never felt more confident mm. in myself in my abilities mm. Um, the whole trail is probably the most empowering experience I've ever done. I never had a doubt in my mind that I wouldn't be able to finish, and I think Mm. it would have probably absolutely broken me if I couldn't. Mm. Um, But to just know that um, I had a goal Mm. and I achieved it, and it was so big and so Mm. outlandish, and no one could believe that I wanted to go and hike the length of the US. (laughs) Um, And I was like, why not, Mm. though? I want to do it, and I think I can, and Mm. I did. I've just come home with this 
attitude of I'm such a dreamer now you know I'm just like anything's possible I just need Mm. to decide what I want to do now and it's nothing's out of the question now Mm. so I think yeah it's an incredibly empowering experience where I just I now truly believe in myself and my Mm. capabilities and I think that's a common experience and feeling that a lot of the hikers when they finish have or even if you don't finish you know there's no small feat in walking halfway you know two thousand kilometers Mm. is still huge Mm. um and i'm just lucky that i've grown up in a space where i'm really active and i'm quite used to a Mm. physical challenge and and open to it um but there are people who've started the trail with absolutely no experience in in the outdoors oh yeah Mm. absolutely um and I I have no doubt that it's a much harder experience for them. Mm. Um, But I think that what they'd be taking away from the trail is so much more than even what I've gained, which is a lot. So I think there's value in it for sure. So you'd recommend, I mean, if if somebody said, I want to do something like that, what Mm. would you, what would you suggest? Where would they start? Go for a walk. Yeah, Yeah. go for a walk. Mm. Find your local national park, explore your local areas, Mm. do something on the weekends and then, think big um up until i started the trail i'd done my longest trip was five days um and then that was in the weeks probably in the months before i started the trail Mm -hmm. um or left for the trail um and before that my biggest trip was three days Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it's not that you have to be this professional through hiker and the whole point is you're going out to do something different yeah um and we all fail together you know it's a comedy of errors at the start but everyone's in it and it's just really really amazing by the time you get out there you're a hiker Mm. you're not whatever you are in your corporate life or whatever you are in your personal life you know you're not no longer a victim of whatever your life has been Mm. everyone is on the same page Mm. and i've just never felt more supported Mm. um i remember one night we were all sitting at camp and it was actually i only knew two or three people in the circle there's probably about seven of us there um and yeah, one of the girls weren't eating, which is very unusual because mm. hikers are known for eating a lot. Um, and I said, have you run out of food? Mm-hmm. She said, no, I've got food, but I don't have gas to cook it. Mm. And all of us were like, that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And there was about three gas canisters just thrown at her <laughs> and she yeah. ate, which is good. But there's no one cares. Everyone mm. is happy to help and yeah. happy to share. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, I know that it's a big thing. It's really hard to speak up if you need something. Mm. Um, but absolutely do because mm. there is no judgment out there. Everyone's mm. like, yeah. We've all mm. run out of gas. <laughs> That's fine. Mm. You know, and, and often, yeah, gas canisters go forever anyway. Sometimes it's good to get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> so it really become it's a level playing field, isn't it? Oh, I mean, every, yeah. everybody's in the same boat with the same, the same challenges, the same... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And you find as well that the faster people mm. are faster and you don't see them. The slower mm. people are slower, so you don't see them. Mm. You you naturally fall you into people within your own yeah. pace. Yeah. Um, and that's how you manage to stay consistent with um, a group of people mm. who then mm. become your, your family mm. out on the trail. Mm. And has it been, I mean, you're back now and obviously um, you're going to do some wonderful things and speaking and that sort of thing, sort of sharing this message. Was it was it an anticlimax coming back? How easy or difficult was it uh. actually to, uh, to sort of fit back? It was bizarre. Um, You know, you expect to come home different, Mm. um, but you're still you. Mm. Your life is still there. Um, And I feel like really when I came home, I just pressed pause when I left and I came home and I hit play. 
um, mm. which was really interesting. You know, mm. you go back to the same house and you pick up the same hobbies and the mm. same friends um, and the same little habits that you mm. were doing before. Um, I found it really hard. I felt quite aimless because there was no big looming goal that yeah. I was working towards. Yeah. Um, but I was really excited to go home and I had all these new projects that I wanted to start, mm. which um, gave me think, something to work on. Mm. Um, but truly, yeah, it was something big was missing for a while. So I've been back six weeks now mm. um, and it feels like a lifetime already. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like particularly immediately, I mean, I've already been out on so many weekend trips and, and things like that. And you, you really do crave it and you go a bit loopy being inside for mm. so long. Um, but as long as you you make it happen, mm. it's manageable. You know, mm. everyone always talk, talks about post-trial depression, right. um, and it is a very big thing. You know, you've you've spent six months living and breathing a life that you love, mm. um, and then for it to finish abruptly, you know, you get yes, to the end right. and that's it. Mm. Um, it's hard, and it was a big adjustment. But I'm lucky that I am so active, um, and I came home with all these exciting projects, so that just consumed me. Um, and now I'm, I'm working again and it's enjoyable because I missed feeling productive. Right. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, I feel robbed of my time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? It really is about finding, I don't know whether we'd ever, ever find that balance that people talk about. I think it's, um, it's, it's elusive, but, uh, balance is a big but, thing. Mm, and I mm. think the, one of the biggest things I learned out there, um, is I still was missing balance. I was yeah. hiking all of day, yes, exactly. you know, and it's, mm. it's that thing of even too much of a good thing mm. is too much. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think coming home balance is something that I'm really trying to focus mm. on now. And it's how do I incorporate a, a working life and an enjoyable, um, outside life. I say social life, but it's, it's more than that. It's mm. doing the things that I want. Yeah. Um, and I think also you get trapped into, you know, I think the biggest takeaway was anything done with passion is never going to be balanced. <laughs> if no. you love it, you put everything into mm. it, and that's every mm. making moment, whether it's a small business, whether it's an outdoor project. That's a very good point. Um, yes, and you just exactly. have to acknowledge mm. the fact that it's because I love it that mm. I do it so much, but mm. it's balance is hard. <laughs> mm. So tell us about your plans for the future now. Oh, um, yes, well... Um, well, many things that I'm, I've got my, on my plate at the moment. Um, I've got a few projects. So um, before I left, I started up an environmental awareness campaign called Hike It Out. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just putting the responsibility on you for, to take the rubbish that you see um, and hike it out and keep going and just move on because people get so worked up about litter yeah. um, in the outdoors. But the, it's it's just putting the responsibility back in your hands. And absolutely, we can make a big difference. Um, if we all just do something small. Mm. So that's going to be um, coming back to life again soon. Fantastic. Um, and then also I've got my website, This Rambling Rover, um, and that's where I blogged the whole trip from. Um, but that's also very much um, just um, an adventurous empowerment site. Mm -hmm. Go there, go out, get inspired, go outdoors and make it happen. It's it's really so easy and achievable to be living this life. Mm. Um, but everyone always seems so amazed by it. So really mm. I want to be um, there to, to help motivate everyone to be able to achieve um, such an amazing life outdoors. Mm. 
Um, and then obviously, yeah, big trips. Um, also, I'm always, I'm always got something happening. Um, so I'd absolutely love to go and hike um, the Tararua Trail, which is the length oh, of New Zealand. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so that's another through hike. It's 3,000 kilometers. So okay. at some stage, that'll be It'll happening that. as well. Yes, yeah, exactly. I've definitely got the bug. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wonderful. So you've got a whole things that you're doing for you, but things that you're doing for others as well. I think mm. it is, that again, it's finding, finding something which you're, make us feel fulfilled and yeah i think that's it's fulfilling the passion in us but it's also giving back in some way you've obviously you're obviously working on both those things all the time so yeah very oh, rewarding. it's been so lovely to talk to you it's very very inspiring <laughs> i could talk for hours and uh just tell us again the name of your website and i'll, I'll put the link on the show notes anyway but perfect um, yes yeah. so it's www.thisramblingrover.com.au um oh sorry dot com www.thisramblingrover.com and I'm on Instagram as well under This Rambling Rover and it's all one word. So you're happy for people to get in touch with you if if they'd like to know more on how they might get going. Follow me and yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Heather. It's been really lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Remarkableness Podcast today with me, Kate Kindle, and my amazing guest, Heather Porter. If you'd like to find out more about Heather and her adventures, um, you can go to www.thisramblingrover.com. And if you've enjoyed the podcast and would like to share it with others, then please do so. I think Heather had an incredibly inspiring story and um, a great motivator to get out and, and face challenges and do something different. I'll see you next time. <laughs>